Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, and network. What do we have in store for you on this edition? The Lake Show needs to become Cal's show. Why it's time for John Calipari to go back to the NBA. The Lakers look for a new head coach. He's the guy. He's the guy. He should take it. They should offer it to him. He should take it. They're a perfect fit. It's the smart thing to do for both sides. We're going to dive into that. Also, the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. Good thing you got that beautiful golf course and the pomp and circumstance green jacket, all that, because the tournament this year was boring. It was boring for a pretty big reason, an obvious reason. Thank God Rory McIlroy at least did something on Sunday because it's the least exciting this tournament's been in a long time. And we can sit here and we can, oh, well, no, it's not, that's great. But if you think this year's Masters was great, then it's great no matter what. It can't be bad. And there's no way to fix it. There's no way to tweak it. There's some golfers that can do some things. So we're going to look at those guys. And also the USFL is coming back. Is the USFL going to challenge the NFL? No. But there's a bunch of cool rule changes that they're doing. They're going to have a three-point play after a touchdown if you want to do it. They're finally going to do that great thing after onside or after you score a touchdown. If you want, you can either onside kick it from your own 33 or have a fourth and 12 from your own 33. They're, they're going to do a couple of things, and I think the NFL can latch on to them. I really do. They're going to provide the NFL with a blueprint for a couple new things, right? The first down market, we got that out of the XFL. Putting the ball at the 50-yard line and having two guys run at it as fast as they can for 10 yards, the NFL didn't pick that up for possession. So there you go on that. All right, Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Uh, you can follow us, Twitter, Instagram. Should be doing it at Harpon Sports, both platforms. Also, three ways to hear us via the auditory route Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Harpon Sports, the YouTube page, Harpon Sports, the Facebook page, and of course, HarponSports.com. Okay, Coach Cal. Coach Cal to the Lakers. It's time. He hasn't won what? An NCAA tournament game in over three years now. And it's not for lack of effort, they're a good team. But the problem with the way Kentucky is built, with the one and duns and how he's built it, look, they're relevant. They're good. But when the postseason rolls around in college basketball, it's just something about having more than 30, 35 games under your belt that matters. Kansas this year had what? A junior and senior in their backcourt. You got a junior and senior in your backcourt? I mean, you've got over, what, almost 200 games started? You got over 200 games started when you have a junior and senior in your backcourt. That's a lot. Well, you can recruit those guys instead. Yeah, he can. He could if you wanted to. He had a good run at Kentucky. It was successful. They went to, what, four Final Fours his first six years. But the last six years, goose egg. So it's time for a change. Nothing wrong with that. It's just time for a change. And if I'm Coach Cal, the Lakers are the change. Look, all the ego, all the drama, everything that you have to deal with. John Calipari deals with ego and drama, expectations, Big Blue Nation. Expectations aren't any higher for the Lakers than they are for Kentucky. They're just not. Now, is he going to be granted a leash of not winning a championship in six years in L.A.? No, he's not. But here's a guy that can come in with some stature. He knows how to handle stars. And dealing with LeBron, getting on the same page as LeBron, it'll be fine. You can take some heat off LeBron, too little bit it's just it would fit now how much do they have to pay him well, more than kentucky 10 million a year but here's the fit i keep hearing well nick nurse should be the coach look you got to do something special and different in la you just do phil jackson worked for the longest time 
Now, you know, Tyron Lou, I, I did like the idea. Was it Shannon Sharp that said Mark Jackson? I like that idea too. Mark Jackson did a nice job in Golden State. Just Steve Kerr come in and put the cherry on the Sunday. Not that he would take it. They should kick the tires on Brad Stevens as well, but he's not leaving the Celtics front office for that. He's just not. It's John Calipari. Things aren't working out in Kentucky right now. They're a little hot. I'm summer of discontent, they're calling it. Okay. If I'm Coach Cal, hey, do you want me? I'll come. Well, why would the Lakers want him? Because he's smart. He's a businessman. He gets it. Now, is LeBron going to listen? LeBron came out and said he's not going to be involved in free agency. If I'm John Calipari, I can ask, hey, is this legit? Am I going to actually have a say here? Can I draw some stuff up? Is LeBron going to take a little bit of a back seat here? Can we make any moves? But that's the fit. That's the fit at this time. I mean, if you're John Calipari, well, you just need to stay at Kentucky. Why? So in a year or two, it's like a $35 million buyout. If it doesn't work out with the Lakers, then John Calipari can come back and coach whatever college basketball team he wants to. If it goes to LA and it doesn't work for the Lakers, they go there's three years and they don't win a title. He's like, oh, I want to go back collegiately. Okay, now he's made $30 million and come back and coach wherever he wants in college basketball. Who would want him? Who knows what job's going to be open up at that point? Who knows? Maybe by that time, Jaden Wright's had enough. He's leaving Villanova. Three years. Let's say it doesn't work out. Maybe at that point, Jim Beheim's done. Calipari can go coach Syracuse. See, there, there's always some, always some opening. Always some opening. So that's what I would do. I'm, I think it's time for John Calipari and the Lakers. It just fits. Again, being able to handle egos. He's done it with a bunch of one and dones, Getting five stars to swallow their pride to all come play for him. Doesn't necessarily translate to winning and not winning championships, but they're over the course of a regular season. Kentucky was like 29 and eight or whatever. 28. It's a good basketball team. Win games. They're a two seed. Got knocked off by one of the biggest upsets and one of the most successful. Well, the most successful 15 seed ever. What St. Peter's did was remarkable. And again, if he'd gone to back-to-back final fours or something like that at Kentucky, then maybe I'd sit there and say, stay. But with the way college basketball is going right now, I think you leave. Coach Cal, Cali bound. He should be the next head coach of the Lakers. Okay, from that to this. A tradition unlike any other. The Masters. <sighs> I love the tournament. I think it's pretty cool. It is. It's Americana. It's an old baseball stadium. It's the Indy 500. It's all those things wrapped into one. And the course is the story. Not necessarily the golfers, but you still need golfers. Because I got news for you. The course was the only story. Now, Scotty Scheffler, I think he's having an amazing run the last few months. But what does it mean? We've gone through this since Tiger had his big ACL surgery 15 years ago now. 14 years ago. We're coming up on the 14th year anniversary of Tiger having that surgery. 14 years. He won one major in 14 years, Tiger. So the reason I say this is, let's take a couple steps back. It's been three years since Tiger won the, the Masters. Three years now. I know it's hard doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has. So what's it mean? Well, it means this. Golf has survived in pockets. Golf has seen pockets of success since Tiger had his injury. Phil had a little success in there, but along with Tiger. But boom, after Tiger was hurt, it became the Rory McIlroy show for a couple years. It did. About a four-year stretch, it was the Rory McIlroy show. Four or five-year stretch. Then what happened? Then he kind of faded back into the back. And here comes Jordan Spieth. And Jordan Spieth had a run for a couple of years. 
Then he faded into the back. Here comes Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka had an amazing three or four year run. Now what? Since the Tigers been done, you had Roy for about four years, Spieth for about three, Kepka for about four, and now we're what? We're in the Scheffler era? For how long? For how long? If Roy McIlroy doesn't blitz that course on Sunday, we're talking about being one of the most boring, irrelevant tournaments that that course has seen? Decade, if not longer. Oh, Scotty Scheffler, he's a great golfer. Maybe true. But you need at least one name around there, and thank God Rory made it interesting. When Rory was done playing and I saw Scheffler had like a four or five shot lead, I'm like, okay, let's see, up 16, okay, he's on, okay, it's over. I went for a run the last two holes. Like, okay, if I go run a couple miles, I can be back by the last three or four holes, I can be back by the time he plays 18. And I got back as he was teeing off on 18, I'm like, okay. Enjoy this beautiful weather while we have it. That's where I was with this year. And, you know, to get me to plop down for five or six hours on a Sunday, I love majors. I said, golf, give me a reason to tune you out. And it doesn't matter. It's got to be a name in there. What about Cameron Smith? What about, no, it's not going to work. I mentioned that the runs that they went on, Rory, Spieth, and Kepka have built up enough goodwill, at least in terms of their success, that their names now that will keep me attached. Dustin Johnson is another name that, yeah, he got a little bit of my attention, but if he makes a run or a charge, okay, I'll hang out for that. But the problem is it's pocketed success. Again, Rory for four years, Speed for a couple, Kepka for three or four. Nobody's been on this run for like 10 years. Like, oh my gosh, he could win at any time. He could win at any time. Rory hasn't won a major in what now? Seven years? Spieth hasn't won a major in now what? Five years? Four years? Kepka hasn't won a major in what now? We'll be coming up on three years, right? So golf has kind of gone through this thing for the last two or three years where it's like, okay, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Oh, this guy finally won a tournament. That's nice. Oh, this guy finally won. That's nice. Scheffler's a great story. That's fine. But I need a movie that I can watch more than once. Golf keeps having these great stories, but it's gone with the wind. I'm like, I can't sit around for seven hours. I, I need I need something. I, I need something I know. Come on. You know, there's certain movies that come on TV and you'll watch no matter what. Die Hard. Shawshank. Certain movies are just, oh, I'm going to watch that. That's awesome. I'm going to watch that. Love that movie. Days of Thunder, sports-wise. Caddyshack. There's just certain movies I call meth movies. They're just addictive. Golf. I need one of these guys around. Thank God for Rory. If Rory wasn't, if Rory wasn't around, I, I, I would have probably been done after the fourth or fifth hole. It's on in the background while I'm doing a bunch of stuff. Masters turns into Lions games on Thanksgiving. Oh, it's on? Okay. That's what it was this weekend. God, give me some spice, something. And again, many eras. Rory, Spieth, Kepka. They're like building blocks. Think about what it takes, and it's the same premise. Blue bloods in basketball. Duke wasn't a blue blood until Krzyzewski kept going to Final Four after Final Four after Final Four. What did he finally win a title in his fifth Final Four, sixth Final Four? He finally knocked that down. Butler became a household name, right? Why? Because they went to the Sweet 16. Then they went to another Sweet 16. They went to two Sweet 16s within three or four years of each other. Okay, they became notable. Then what? Bam, Final Four. Bam, Final Four. I think they've only been to one Sweet 16 in the last nine or ten years. Mini pocket of success. 
Villanova, Jay Wright knocked on the door, got to a Final Four. Okay, then he got a couple upsets. Okay, didn't work out. Then boom, Final Four, championship, championship. Now you got my attention. But that's how you have to build those things. Keep knocking on the door, keep knocking on the door, keep getting there, keep getting there. You keep getting there enough, then you're going to have everybody's attention. Who's the next team in college basketball? Do that, I don't know. Houston's starting to build a case. Gonzaga. Gonzaga knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. They haven't gotten over the hump yet. But Gonzaga's there. You bet they are. Gonzaga now is where Duke was in the 90s or late 80s. That's how you build blue bloods. Constant success. Clemson wasn't a blue blood. Are they now? They're getting there. If they're not, Clemson was a decent program 10 years ago. Decent. Now they're one of the top three or four programs in college football. They have a one-year hiatus. They're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with them? They went and they, well, they go eight and four, nine and three. What's wrong with them? About that. So you need blue bloods. Golf has them. But those blue bloods got to get to the final four. Just being in the tournament's not enough. All right. The USFL. The USFL is back. Woohoo! It's been 34 years. And USFL has some fun, great stories, right? Whether it's Steve Young whether it's Jim Kelly, whether it's Herschel Walker, the USFL and what it was able to do for just a couple of years grabbed our attention and made things interesting. But this is back when the NFL had, what, four labor stoppages in the 80s that created this window. The NFL is such a monster right now. The USFL is not going to dent this. It's not. But what it can do is it can do what the XFL did for a little while there in the 2000s. It's a 10-week slate. Who knows what it's going to be? Will it quench your football thirst? Maybe a little bit. But it's like a warm beer. Okay, I love beer, but I, I, a couple sips, but then after that, I can't drink this anymore. Get it too warm, it won't work. That's what this is. And I've seen the, what was it, the Alliance... The XFL, we've seen all these incarnations and I thought they would work. What are your expectations with this? Good crowds? Eh. The drama is going to be in the rule change tweaks. Touchdown, you can kick an extra point from the 15-yard line. Okay. Touchdown, you can go for two from the two. Okay. Touchdown, you can go for three from the, what is it, the 10? Well, that's interesting. I have one play from the 10-yard line to get a three-point play so I can be down nine points and win a game or tie a game? Okay. That's, that's different. Let's see how it works. That won't work. Well, I want to see how it works. I have no idea if it's going to work or not. I want to see how it works. We'll see if a team's down 18 points. Oh, then you add, uh, how do they score a touchdown? Touch, score a touchdown, get the three-point conversion. Kick the onside kick. Well, you don't have to do an onside kick with this USFL. You have an untimed down from the 33-yard line. Fourth and, was it 12? From the 33. Or you can kick the onside kick. So I look at this and say, okay, what do I rather do? Would I rather kick an onside kick or have a fourth and 12? I think I'd rather have a fourth and 12, right? Higher percentage. Then you don't get it, then the other team takes over the 33, just like if you miss an onside kick. Okay, I'm in. Interesting. You've got my attention. Overtime's different. So it's not going to be the product on the field. It's not. That's that's what that's why it has to work. Big names selling big products. If anybody's great, they're going to leave this league and go to the NFL. They just are. But with something like this, 
What makes this interesting is, okay, well, that could that work in the NFL? Overtime. It's the best of three. I get the ball at the three. You get the ball at the three. I get the ball at the three. You get the ball at the three. I get the ball at the three. You get you eliminate kicks because you just get a play from the three. I score a touchdown. Okay, you don't score. Okay, I get another play. I score a touchdown. Okay. You, it's like penalty kicks. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, I like to see them move it out maybe about to the six, five or six. And maybe they will. Maybe that's what it is. But the point is, it's like a penalty kick. I get a shot. Not a kicking. My quarterback gets a shot from inside the five. Then you get a shot from inside the five. Then I get a shot. Then you get a shot. I get a shot. You get a shot. Both guys get possession at that point then, right? Okay. Well, it'll work. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see the drama that develops around it. So that's going to be fun, too. So I like the overtime rules. They've got this other thing, too, with two forward passes. You'd have two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage. So I can drop back and I can throw it to the running back. And he can. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how two forward passes from behind the line of scrimmage work. If I throw it and you bat it back and I catch it, I can throw it again. That doesn't happen very often. I guess the forward pass would be I could throw a... But that wouldn't be a forward pass. Two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage. I'm a quarterback. I can drop back and a guy... I guess at that point I could drop back as a quarterback and I could throw a screen pass. And as long as the guy stays behind the line of scrimmage and he catches it and he throws it. But the minute I do that, he's going to get lit up by a corner. I don't know how that's going to work. But I can't wait to see it. Let's face it, this league is going to be a great guinea pig league, sorry, PETA, for the NFL. Maybe this overtime will work. Maybe it won't. See the reaction. See what type of drama it creates. So that's the usefulness of the USFL. NFL rule changes. And we had that. The XFL, the first down marker. There's a bunch of things in the NFL. Mic'd up in the huddle. Quarterback, everybody mic'd up. That that came from the XFL. So there's things that you still see in the NFL that came from the XFL. First down marker, mic'd up guys. In real time. I I can't wait to see what the NFL does with what this does. I'm not going to be glued to it, but watching like highlights on SportsCenter, I'm not going to sit there and watch a three-hour XFL game. I'm just not. But okay, wow, okay, that worked. Oh, that could work in the NFL. All right, interesting. So looking forward to that. Harbaugh Sports, the Bar Podcast Media Audio Radio Network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Subscribe down below. At Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. Audio-wise, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Harpon Sports, the YouTube page. Subscribe to that. Harpon Sports, the Facebook page. You should be liking that. And, of course, HarponSports.com. And there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.